Good morning and welcome to Inspire, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece. As always, I am here with Samantha Tredelius and Jennifer Tovani. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Jen, good to have you back. We missed you. We did. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's just say it like it is. Everything in the world is bad. Everything <laughs> is bad. <laughs> Uh, COVID is bad. Delta is bad. People are crazy. Afghanistan is bad. Everything is bad. So cranky, cranky people. Yes. So today we're, we're going to, we're going to flip, flip the script on that. And we are going to talk about how we can get our power back, how we can get our personal power back in a bad world. Yeah. Cause there's things that we can be doing as individuals in our own little pockets of the universe that empower ourselves. And clearly we can't rely on the world to empower us right now. No, so, protecting our happiness is important. Protecting our happiness, I like that. That is good, um, that is good. I that's gonna be my new mantra with, with bad people. I'm protecting my happiness. I'm in my happiness bubble. So I was at the nail salon this last week and getting my nails done. And the woman who is my just goddess of fingernails, she and I were chatting and she starts talking about how there's this one particular client that comes in and dominates the entire salon. And she's just a basic bitch and she's mean. And she made one of the techs cry. And she goes, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, girl, you need to tell her to go someplace else to get her nails done. Like nobody needs to be, you know, talked to like that. And she kind of looked at me and was like, floored that that was an option and I felt like screaming at the top of my lungs like yes that's an option you're the boss if someone's not being kind or being rude to your staff I mean there's no reason for you to put up with that so it got me to thinking about taking the power back as business owners and and having to fire clients I mean have you guys ever had to fire clients and and how's that feel I think everybody has to fire clients I think the question is will they or have they and um I have, I have needed to, I have fired them. And, you know, we're all in service industries, mm -hmm. right? Like we are all paid based on production. Let's say it like it is. So when you have this horrible client that's sucking your life and, you know, for me, um, well, for all of us, actually, you know, we get, we get paid when we close a deal, whether it's a hair deal or a finance deal or whatever it is. So, you can spend hours and hours and hours with a client and never get paid. Yeah. And when it's, when you identify that this client is either going to make your life miserable or is already making your life miserable, it is probably um, the financial fear that makes us continue to go down the path with this person. Like, Oh my God, I don't want to lose a client. But when you finally come to the realization that it's just not what worth my time and energy, like there's better ways to make money. And you tell that client, I'm sorry, you're going to have to, find somebody else to work with. First of all, it is the most empowering feeling because it's like you take the power back in that it relationship. So good. Yeah. Bring it back to you. So good. And the best part about it is they're literally shocked. Like there, they, there's like a pregnant pause in the conversation. Like they literally can't believe you are actually going to send their business away voluntarily. Like they, it, it takes all the power away from them. And why, why do we want to give power to mean people? Yeah. No, we yeah, don't. I, I have to do that on, on a pretty regular basis, I'd say, <laughs> especially at the 
the point of the career that I'm in. I've been doing this a very long time and and I do really high-end extensions and, and whatnot. And, and um, I have to do this a lot. And recently, actually, even just a couple months ago, I had to fire somebody. And the funny part is like, she was blaming me for the ticket she got when she parked in the handicap parking spot with an expired handicap placard that belonged to her mother. And she, oh, I got a $400 ticket. It's like, geez, maybe you should park in a regular parking spot. How like, that, that was an expensive that, birthday for her. Yeah. How, how is that? How is that my, my problem? And, you know, she wanted discounts and uh, things like that and wanted me to accommodate her at, at a moment's notice. And it was so anxiety producing for me, you guys, that I literally would avoid her calls. And then when she, and finally I'd go, oh, I got to book her. I know she needs to get in. And then it's just so awful. The whole day is just awful. And you feel dirty, like you're doing something you know, bad. And she kept promising. So the, the, the lure for me was that she kept promising, uh, you know, referrals because she's very well connected and all this. And I was afraid to actually fire her because maybe word would get around or something. And I wouldn't, you know, be able to maintain other people. But then I thought, you know what, there's no amount of money that is worth the anxiety that I would carry in, in just seeing her name on my books. It was so bad. I'm gonna well, go. There's a, there's a gentle way to do it, right? Like it's not yeah. about like you're horrible and I can't work with you anymore. It's, it's literally putting it back on them. Like, and this is why they, they absolutely get shocked when you do this. It's like, you know what? I, um, I just don't feel like I am going to be able to serve your needs in the way you need them served. And, um, I appreciate you. I, I hear you. I understand what you need. I don't think I'm your girl. Um, I just think there's probably better pe people better suited to serve your needs. And like, literally, there's nothing they can say to that, except I have had clients like try to try to come crawling back like, no, 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 wait, this is this is fine. This is good. I'm like, you know what? No, it's not like I, no, it's. it's but I'm going to go back to like the common basic thing you learn when you're a kid and it's treat others how you want to be treated. Okay. And there are clients and I'm, you know, in insurance. So I'm always the big bad guy. And, you know, you'll have certain people that will just call you and they're just always a dick. You know, the conversation starts off shitty and you're like, okay. Like I've had clients where I've just been like, you know what, today's maybe not a good day for us to talk. It seems that you're a little heightened right now. And these, these are not things that I can control for you. So maybe we should just pause and have another conversation different day. And one lady was like, well, I'm having a fine day. And I was like, okay, well, I don't talk to people the way that you're talking to me. So therefore I'm not willing to receive this type of uh, energy. And, you know, having to be able to have a position to say the, that and stand up for yourself, mm -hmm. I think is huge. And I think when you set up um, the, the foundation for the way that you're going to have dialogue with people, I think then the relationship is so much more wholesome and beneficial to everybody. Because at the end of the day, like we need clients to pay the bills, but we also, you know, we're masters of our craft. We've all been in the industries for 20 plus years. And so we've had, you know, we've been there, done that, and we're not going to be treated like shit. Well, when again, did it, it become okay to... for people to be dicks? Let's, uh, right. let's talk about that. When did that become an okay thing? 
Well, it's yeah, even like when you're lighting Starbucks and the, I was just there the other day and this guy was like, I want a latte with 2% milk. And the gal was like, got it. Okay. She puts his order in and he goes, he goes, I don't think you got it. And he comes back and he cuts in front of me. And I'm just like, Hey, Bruce, like settle <laughs> down. We're talking about 2% friggin' milk. Like, and, and it ruined the moment for everybody. And these poor girls, you know, they're just in college, like working and nobody needs to be get treated like that. Yeah. No, it goes back to protecting our happiness, right? It's like, it, it, if you eliminate a client from your schedule or your, your uh, business, it just opens the door for somebody else to come in that is on the same page. Well, and know? P.S., um, a dick who refers you is going to refer you other dicks. Other right. dicks. And you don't want that. You don't want like, it. Like, no, no. How about- And it's not even just in business life, right? Like, I mean, like you said, Starbucks, nail salon, or like, here's a fun example. Um, I had, this was, uh, this was years ago, a handful of years ago, but I had it planned like on a Sunday afternoon uh, for a date with some, we were going to drive out to West Marin. Okay. I had some friends in town that wanted to go to brunch beforehand. So I went to brunch with my friends. And then I was going to pick him up and we were going to drive out to West Marin, like out to Tomales Bay or whatever. And uh, brunch went a little bit long. It was a little busy, took a little bit longer, you know, and I'm texting him like I'm running a little bit late. I'll be there in 30 minutes or whatever it is. So I get there and he gets in the car and he's just in this foul fuck mood and um, grumpy, grumpy ass. And so I thought, okay, and he's mad because I'm late and whatever, it's Sunday afternoon, it's sunny. And so uh, (laughs) we leave his house, we literally drive 10 minutes, hadn't even gotten on the freeway yet, just driving the 10 minutes to the freeway. And I literally thought to myself, this is not how I'm going to spend my day, protecting my happiness, not how I'm going to spend my day. And uh, I did not get on the freeway. I did a U-turn and he looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, you know what, this is, You've told us this one before. This is, yes, yes, this is perfect. This is not working for me. This is uh, like two hours to Tamales Bay, two hours back, late lunch, like you in a bad mood, like not how I want to spend my day. So I'm just going to take you home and drop you off. And we're, we're going to be done today. Right. And like, like literally he's shocked. (laughs) He's shocked. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to spend my day with you in this moment with this attitude. So he gets out of the car, literally slams my car door, doesn't say a word to me and just leaves. Obviously that was our last date. Obviously we're not <laughs> going to see him again. Thank you and so it was, much. And I was okay with that, but I'm like, I'm going to choose to not do that with my Sunday. This sounds this, or like 10 minutes to the freeway. It's already horrible. And <laughs> I, it would have been very easy to just get on the freeway and just suck it up and do this and apologize, apologize for being late because I had plans before his plans. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm I'm going to I'm going to apologize that it went a little bit long, but I fully communicated. It happens. That. Have you ever found that you've said something because someone's being a dick at like a grocery store or like I go to the post office on the daily, the little UPS store by my house, and these kids work so hard. They're great. Like they're always doing a lot of different stuff for Sparkle, and people are such like mean when they go in there. Oh, it's going to cost this much. Like as if it's the UPS store clerk's fault that you need to mail a package to Dubai. And I remember one day this lady was just laying into this kid. And I said, you know what? You need to settle down. 
you know, th- these are rights that are predetermined. This is not him. This is not his fault. If what you is she what? shipping to Dubai? Like when he said, what's in the box? Did you happen to- It was spices. What needs to go to Dubai? It was spices. And she's like, well, I'm flying there. Maybe I should just bring it in my carry-on. It's probably I'm cheaper. And I was like, yes, Karen, it probably is cheaper. And now you've just ruined everyone's day, including mine. And I was like, you've got to be nicer. Like, there's no reason to be an asshole. I, I say a lot of that stuff in my head. Oh, I say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I always I think, want to. I always like imagine in that situation, I would say it out loud. I'm, I'm yeah. Jason, like when I hold the door open for somebody and they don't say thank you, I'll be like, you're welcome. I've done, <laughs> I've done that uh, where it's like, you know, and then they say thank you afterwards. They're like, oh, thank you. I'm the worst. Think, I'm think, like, think, think. not my job, but you're welcome. <laughs> I'm not the doorman. <laughs> no, but I, I think there's this undertow of culture that people feel like in service industries, which we all are all in, it's okay to be rude all the time. And, and it's not. I think the going back to like common concern of business in general is customer service is gone down the tubes. But I also think a lot of it is because people are so friggin' nasty. They're nasty. Do you know the other thing that just popped in my head was I've had this conversation several times where people go, are we supposed to tip you? And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. What do you say when people ask that? It, it, it shocks me because they're like, well, you're a salon owner. And it's like, well, yeah. So I have all the bills and all the overhead and you know, I'm, I'm in charge of it all. A tip is for you know, saying that you're, you did a great job and I appreciate you. It's not saying, I don't know. It's, it's like giving a bonus. Like everybody in normal businesses get bonuses from time to time for good work. And so I look at the tipping as like, you know, here's your bonus for, for being awesome and and taking care of me and squeezing me in and, you know, listening to, I listen to so much (laughs) and (laughs) sometimes not things you want to hear, right? You're like, it's a very inexpensive therapy. It is. And people lately have not been very cheerful. So it's a lot to take in. And so I think of tipping as like, you know what, thanks for, for just being there, being an ear, being great, doing a great job, being consistent, all those things. It's not required, people. It is not required. How many people, what percent don't tip? Um, there's a good portion. I, I, yeah. But you know what? You, you You read that all in like, you know, Cosmo magazine when they talk about how much you you tip these people. And the first thing they always say is if it's the owner of the business, you, you don't need to tip. Like that's the first thing. This is going back on if the person has employees and they're making money off of everyone in the studio or salon. That's never been the case for me. I've they always just rented out. That. Right. Or um, maybe just increase your rates 10, 15, 20% and say tips included. Well, right. Like they do on a party of six, <laughs> gratuities included. Right. Problem yeah. solved. I mean, we can't charge. You know, we don't get tips in insurance. You have broker fees that you can charge. And if you're an agent working directly for a company, like a farmer's or a state farm, you don't get to do that. Um, Or if you're a broker, meaning you go out and shop the marketplace, then you can charge a fee. And so many times people are like, well, what is the fee? Why, Why do I have a fee? And I'm like, well, that's how I make a living because the companies only pay you some 5%, some eight, some 10. 
And I'm sorry, like you can't run a business and pay payroll taxes and everything else off 10%. It's just not a, it's not a margin that makes sense. So you have to, I mean, by law, you have to disclose it, but it's kind of like a tip. It's like, you know, our rule of thumb is it's 10%. So we work on 20% and that's how we operate. And, you know, it's well-earned, trust me. It is well-earned and everybody deserves a bonus once in a while, a little bit of extra, you know, plus these are usually the people that use their credit cards that earn the miles, which charge me close to 4%. And so at least tip the 4% that they're going to charge me for, because you're not even paying for the service at that point. It's like not crazy quite. Anyway, I mean, I always over tip when I go and get my nails done or I have, you know, a facial, I know how hard people are working and you know, it's well, just, especially uh, now because people have been out of work for so long and they're just starting to like get back to normal, whatever yeah. that means. And so I think, you know, being kind, taking care of people because people take care of us. So why are we not right. taking care of them? They're also a little, always- here's a little pro advice that I'll share since we're talking about this topic. Um, my, as you guys both know, my college age son this summer worked at a job that was heavily tip based. He, yes. he got an hourly wage, but he also earned tips. Mm-hmm. And there were days that evenings that he'd come home with like a big take in tips. And there were evenings that he came home with very little, but I'll tell you by the end of the summer, he had this totally different appreciation for tipping for service. And even he's, and uh, you know, I'll be a little more specific. He was valet parking cars. And even he said, he made some comment about halfway through the summer. He said, I will never not over tip a valet again. Yeah. I, and, and so having that experience has been fantastic for him. So he'll always, he will forever now understand the value of a tip. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think we need to perhaps have a little journal about like, what is the appropriate amount to tip and like what services do you tip? Like, you know, when I have deliveries come to the house for, you know, sparkle stuff and I'll have five pallets of stuff. Like I always tip the guys cause they just schlepped a bunch of stuff down the driveway and you know, 20 bucks and thank you, you know? And so the next time they come or they see my name, they'll be like, she's cool. She bought us lunch, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just being, you know, aware that people are working hard and people, you know, they're not necessarily always making a really high wage. And so if you can help, you know, support their families and support them, I mean, that's, that's cool. So back to our theme, we're then protecting their happiness. If we're all moving it forward and paying it forward and, and helping each other, it all comes back around anyway, but everybody's going to be happier because we're all appreciative of all the hard things that that's going on. Everybody's got something difficult to deal with right now. But if we yeah, all- because everything in the world is bad. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's just depressing. <laughs> it, it's not even depressing. It's almost just like a numbness. I feel like right. every day, you know, it's like, okay, what's going to happen today? And then what's, you know, okay, we get through that. And then you're like, oh God, here we go again. Um, and We're being reactionary instead of purposeful. And I think- this kind of behavior tipping and appreciations and being kind and saying kind words is, is, yeah, is, is kind of purposeful to protecting everyone's happiness around us because then we're going to be more cheerful when we talk to the next person, if we're actually happy. (laughs) Or how about when you're dealing with a client and they're pissed? I mean, the biggest example I give you is so insurance, you have claims. Okay. That's why you buy insurance in case something happens. 
Well, here's a newsflash. Not everything that happens is insurable, okay? And insurance what? is your savings account for when things that you didn't want to pay for aren't covered. So then you get these folks that are so pissed off and basically you're Satan because the insurance company is declining, you know, whatever it is. Um, and you're having these heated conversations with them. And it's really hard to kind of keep your composure, so to speak, because, you know, part of you just wants to tell them to shove it. Well, it's and they're attacking you. Yeah. And it's not my fault. You know, it's not my fault that you didn't want to buy the cyber coverage and now you've got a cyber claim. I mean, my job's to present things to you. And if you want to buy them, great. And if you don't want to buy them also great, but I I'm not responsible for that. It's your, you know, at the end of the day, it's your financial decision. Um, and so it's, it's always interesting when you're having those really gnarly conversations. And then, you know, I've had people hang up on me. I've had people tell me to fuck off and I'm like, again, like, I'm sorry, okay. but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, please, the other one too is what do you do when people, not so much Jen, but please, you've probably seen this when people are not being honest. And in my industry, <laughs> like I have a fiduciary responsibility to write insurance or a policy based upon the correct facts. I'm not in the business of putting the insurance companies in a bad position because exactly. when I have a bunch of claims, it gets my loss ratio through the roof. And then it's a problem for, for us. So when you have people that are like telling you stuff and they're like, well, you know, I just wanted to tell you this. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that because now I know it and I can't do can't like, unknow it. Just you can't insure the house when it's on fire, guys, or your car got in an accident. <laughs> now you want to put coverage on it. Like these are things that I can't help you with. I'm sorry. And I find it fascinating that people think that like you're willing to put your livelihood and or your license and, you know, that's a criminal offense to lie. Um, on the line, <laughs> people do this. I, I always with hair. tell my team, like your life, there is no single client that your license is worth. Yeah, there, there isn't. And so I, you know, and it's, it is interesting when you have clients that sort of dance around things. Like you ask a question and they kind of dance around it, and then you ask it again, or you go a different direction and they dance around that, and eventually you're going to get to the core of what you're trying to get to. So I'm literally like, you know what, you, you need to tell me everything. And I'll figure out what needs to be filtered, if anything, and how we're going to work with it. Because, I deal like, with stop, it. because it's all going to come to light. Like, tell me now yes. so I can work with it up front. Yeah. I deal with this all the time in hair. You guys don't understand the color correction, the color that people have been doing on their own. Ew, it's got to be horrid. They, they, they mess it up and then they come to you and they're like, they've got jet black hair but there's four layers of bleach and there's blue <laughs> color and there's all this other shit underneath, but they've got black hair now. And they say, I want to be a Sandy blonde. And you're like, okay, so I can tell this is processed hair. What, what's been going on? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Wait, really? You've got roots that are an inch and a half out that are somewhat different than, you know, I know something's happened. I can feel it. Don't lie to me because if I put something on this and your hair melts off, it's going to be my fault. They're going right. to blame me. Of course but they are. It, it, so yeah, getting the truth out of people is very I always, important. I don't do life insurance, um, but <laughs> I, in the office we, we do, I don't personally, but it'll be like, you know, one of the questions is like, do you take recreational drugs? It's like when you go to the doctor, right? And people are like, well, what do you mean by recreational? And it's like, 
Dude, when you're an adult and you're in a position to buy life insurance, I'm pretty sure that you know what the recreational, well, I did like some, some, you know, some cocaine, like, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's probably something that we don't want to hear about. Right. And they're going to take your blood. They're going to do some blood work and everything that's in your body, you know, in the last 30 days is going to show up. So do we want to rephrase the answer to the question? Because they're going to find out, you know? It's just, it baffles me. And I think, you know, knowing when you know that someone's not being honest, um, it's a a decision to make about, do I want to move forward and do business with this person? And probably not, because if I can't trust you, I mean, we have to have a certain level of trust going into this relationship. um, Because when you need me to perform and make sure that you've got the right coverages and stuff, if I don't know the full story, I can't be, I can't be sure that that's, you know, what we're doing. And I've had to tell people that. Side note. Um, I think there's a lot of things that, uh, fit the DIY category. Uh, coloring hair is not one of them. <laughs> Just gonna, that's it. That's all I, that's all I wanted to say. Now, yeah. Moving on. It should not be done. It really it's not. It's not good at all. It's not a yeah. good decision. No, no. And frequently I will not fix some of those problems. I send them to people who want to spend all day fixing a problem that's never going to be even adequate to the person sitting in the chair. See, firing like, the client, empowering. Exactly. Yeah. Empowering. It's like that I, I woman protect on the my plane. happiness. <laughs> it's like the woman, I forget what airline she was on. Maybe it was for Delta. Maybe it was Delta. And uh, she called the, she called the flight attendant a bitch. Yeah. So they took her off the plane and she's talking to the gate agent manager and he says to her, you're not going to fly my airline anymore and call my coworkers a bitch. I suggest you find another airline, maybe Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Spirit. But I think, and and that's another example of like people with their high hyper energy activities, like flying is stressful. Airport airport behavior, and we've talked about it before, is some of the most fantastic behavior I've ever seen in my life. And oh, a lot totally of times, agreed. Totally a lot agreed. of times people will just kind of, well, let me go back. I think that people behave the way they behave because other people allow them to behave the way they behave. Yeah. yeah perhaps, nobody stops it. So yeah. Perhaps, take the power back. Perhaps yeah. our power inspirational kinda. moment today is stop that in its track. So when someone's behaving like a dick, you know what? you don't get to treat me like that. Or you know what? Stop being nasty to the barista because she's just making your espresso and she doesn't need your anger right now, Karen. You know? So how do we do this when it's our children? (laughs) (laughs) I, or stepchildren as the case. Oh, I think that's the easiest one to shut down of all. Well, it's a touchy, it's a very touchy situation, I can say. I just take things away. You find what the currency is and then you can kind of say, okay, you know, like for us, we're eight and 11 over here. So we get the iPads and the TV time, right? Cause those are special times. So if you want to act, you know, not kind, these are things that are going to be removed real quickly. Yeah. My, my currency is cars, but cars. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't, I, you know, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't have that issue with my kids. You, you they can have... sometimes be dicks to me. Yeah. But they are rarely dicks to anyone outside these four walls. Yeah, they, they don't, they're, they're, they were raised correctly. Now on the flip side, how many times have you had a, a customer service experience with someone who's been really kind and great and amazing? 
And, you know, how shocking it is that like someone was so kind and amazing because we're so used to people not being kind and amazing. Yeah. That happened when, um, like when you were super kind to them or just said something really nice to them and then they start crying, they burst into tears. Uh, that's happened to me. And like, <laughs> it wasn't about like, I told someone her hair looks amazing or, you know, I just really appreciate everything you did for me because nobody else would help me or whatever it is. And then you just realize they, you know, you, again, you don't know what's going on behind people. And, and I've had people say, I'm sorry, I just, I'm having a really bad day. And that's all I needed to hear from somebody. So it's like, you're right. Kind of switches things. If they apologize and recognize that they're being an ass, then you can kind of say, okay. Um, but as Samantha was saying, you know, there are people out there that go out of their way to be nice and wonderful. And for me in my business, those people are the ones that if I have no openings, well, I magically find something and I fit them in because they make my day better. And yeah, they we'll make go out of our way for those wonderful, people. Right? You spend an extra hour doing work when you don't have to, but yeah. you know, you you fit it in. Well, and totally. You need to talk on the weekends. You know what? You're you're appreciative of me and my time. Yeah. I, I have not, I, no problem. Call me on Saturday at two o'clock or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think when we boil down to the brass, the brass tacks is, you know, we as human beings are nice in nature for the most part. I mean, there are some outliers. Um, and I think getting us back to that place where we're kind to each other on a daily basis, you know, outside in the environments that we're operating, you're, you're going to get so much more accomplished and you know what, you might make somebody's day. And you might make somebody smile and you might, you know, hold a door open for somebody because that's just who you are. And then you say, thank you. And that's who they are. And it's a great thing. And I think, you know, with all the negative stuff, we have to get back to being kind and, you know, not, not putting up with things that aren't, you know, good in a way and and taking our power back, you know? And then in that moment, not everything is bad. Indeed. Not everything is bad because it doesn't have to be bad. I mean, everything's bad enough on its own. We, as people, I think can make it, you know, a little bit better. Just do our little part every single day to, you know, make it a goal, guys, make it a goal, go out there and try to make somebody smile this week. Yeah. Pay for somebody's gas, pay for their dinner, be kind, open the door, do any of those things, Uh, give them their power back. Let somebody merge in. That's an easy one. Doesn't cost without you Without honking at them, without yep. honking, yep. just let them in, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> protect your own happiness. Protect, you know, everyone else's happiness. And let's go out and and, you know, make someone's day today. So, you know, personally, this has uplifted my spirits and uh, made me think of a few things that I can do around here. So I hope you're all inspired today. And uh, let's go out and protect happiness and be inspired to do that more and more every day. Thanks for joining.